What's up, gang? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Cash Pineapples. Thanks for joining me. Got the audio and the video. Here we go. Gonna have some YouTube action going. Uh, I'm still in Michigan, if you can't tell, you know, from uh same spot as last week. Haven't had to be on a plane in like a month, dude. Amazing. Amazing. So going to California next week. Be out there for a few weeks and then uh quick trip upstate New York and then back to the Midwest for a little bit. So gonna be busy again the next uh starting up here in a little bit here as far as travel's concerned. But it's been nice to be home. Be consistent with day trading, you know going to the gym things like that trying to stay on top of it also before we get into it oh just knocked my shit uh before we get into it if you haven't noticed uh i'm rocking the the keanu trades merch check it out i'll throw a link to the description throw a link to the the store in the description because hey guess what this podcast now is officially sponsored by the keanu trades discord so i'll put the link in here as well but if you it's already on my twitter but there is a like the link discount whatever so discount code, if you go to follow the link I'll put in this episode and on you know in the bio and the YouTube, whatever, click on that, you'll get a half off, half off your first month on the Keanu Discord premium, which is where you can listen to uh I mean my favorite thing about it, our morning, our morning voice sessions where we're trading live on on the morning voice. Also, I mean tons of shot shot callers calling out different trades, um, weekly research, technical analysis, all that kind of stuff. It's fun. Uh, I, just to preface that too, I always say don't join a premium Discord until you know a little bit of the lingo with Discord, uh, not Discord with um options trading. I recommend it. like if you are an options trader, I highly recommend a, a Discord. There's a Discord for everyone. There's there's a ton of them. There's plenty of out there. There's one for everyone. I always say it. So get into one once you know what's up. Um, but aside from that, we'll get into some options stuff in a second here. Uh, I just want to touch up on touch up on some overall investing bullshit. The uh, markets are coming back a little bit this week. Nice little could be a dead cat bounce. Who knows? We'll see. Fed Powell, uh, Fed Chair Powell, speaking on what Wednesday afternoon, uh, saying they did the 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 rate hike the the rate hike as expected. Went seventy five basis points and go for the full hundo, but. As expected, um, I think it's funny as we keep joking how the government keeps changing the definition of a recession, two quarters of negative growth, and <laughs> we've had that. And like, no, no, it's not a recession. Don't worry about it. It's not a recession. We, uh, we're identifying as something else, not not a recession. So a little silly, even the even Fed Chairman Powell saying like, hey, you know, things aren't going to go great for a while. And, and it also makes me laugh when people say like when the markets are, you know, stock markets having a, a bump back up, people are like, yeah, but I mean, people still aren't regular people aren't doing well yeah at what point are people going to realize and learn that the stock market isn't regular people for the most part like when we're talking about that and the economy being healthy it doesn't always pertain to the middle class doing well it might just pertain to google stock doing well which hey by the way having a nice week along with a lot of the big techs a lot of big tech kind of saving the market if apple bringing everyone up google amazon had good earnings beat revenue by two billion because of something we've said for literally two years um amazon prime can take a hit can slow down aws amazon web services will bridge the gap i made a, this point a long time ago how it was like 60 percent of operating profit and it's only increasing it's pure profit man once you get that those cloud services going that's why microsoft is having a, a, a rosier outlook like microsoft missed on their earnings but 
had a nice rosy outlook and a lot of it was because of the cloud stuff that they're getting into big money and one of my favorite things when you're talking about cloud you know cloud technology all these big big techs are building it's like that's an industry that's hard to step in on it's not something you can just make and do well it's super expensive it's not uh it's a big undertaking it's not something that's the versus another hot industry like you know as much as i have invested in square fintech a lot of people are coming in on that and saying, oh, yeah, we can make a payment. We can make our own payment processor. Now, why I like Square and why I've said it time and time again is they're 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 kind of always one step ahead. So I, I appreciate them for that. Obviously, going through a rough time, like all the fintech stocks, but it'll return. It'll return. And if you were buying it through the dip, I mean, I think I bought as low as like $64 on Square stock. It's coming back up now. I don't trust it right now <laughs> to really take off. I don't trust anything really to take off. We'll see. I mean, the NASDAQ and, and the Dow still have to do quite a bit to to really swing the energy back over to the bulls right so the nasdaq's what i'm recording this midday on a friday i did some trade i was going to trade this morning i logged in was on morning voice um but to be honest i had my brother was still in town last night with his girlfriend so i was kind of hanging out with them and like didn't do my regular research and set my levels for today and see what i was looking for so i didn't i didn't do my due diligence therefore didn't rush anything today as far as trading options because on a day like Friday, if you're doing weekly contracts like I do, or you know, you're doing Friday, you're doing literally zero data expiration contracts. So basically meaning you have to be right today and you can't be wrong because if you are, you're out of luck. So didn't want to mess around with that today. Um, but it's looking like things are looking nice. I mean, NASDAQ coming back up, had a great day. I mean, everything's having a good week. I mean, it's been a nice month, but we'll see. We're still not out of the danger zone yet. We're still not swinging over to bull territory. I mean, the NASDAQ still needs to go past 13,000. We're still 650 away from that, even on today's pump and yesterday's. So we'll see. Um, but it's looking good, right? It's looking good. People are spending a little more money. Uh, I'll be, you know, inflation going crazy. I don't think it's going to slow down just yet. It's starting to slow down a little bit. People are starting to pull back a little. I think the the summer boom this was the real summer boom from covid this was the real first summer back for travel and everything and you saw think people go crazy gas prices went ape shit flights were insane they finally cooled off um but just in time for everyone to go back to school and go back to work right so that's how it always works um but seeing things slow down a little bit so that's good and and these big techs kind of reporting better earnings than expected is going to be nice has been nice in the stock market so overall stuff i mean i'm not saying go go load up the account right now and buy up everything we're not out of the danger zone yet but it's looking better so i'm glad i still bought some of this stuff down through the dip but now again this should just be a reminder to people that if things do take another dip down like there's where you can enter in on some prices like things always come back it might not be permanent right now uh but and, and they eventually will. At the end of the day, they eventually will. So that's all you need to know. Um, let's see here. Let's get into some actual. It's with really only like overall, like big overall picture, broad market picture stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh, Google earnings, Apple earnings did well. Let's see. Roku taking a shit. Dude, Kathy Wood has full tilt, man. <laughs> I don't know if you know uh she is lo- I, I don't know man I, and i've talked about this for a good minute i sold my arc investment i mean my arc innovation shares well over a year ago i mean i've been talking about that for a good minute got out of those for the reasons i keep saying i didn't i liked kathy wood's investment strategy for a lot of stuff 
I liked her approach. I liked her investment team, but it got a little crazy. She got a little trigger happy. And uh, so she made too many moves I didn't like. The Coinbase dip, she's buying She's buying Coinbase again. Coinbase is going through like a massive investigation. For fraud. I did take out, by the way, uh, I'll get into more crypto too, but I did take out some money at crypto just in bullshit stuff. I had like very little money in Cardano, Chainlink, Litecoin, liquidated it all and bought more Bitcoin at like 22,000, 21 something. So, uh, and I took a little bit of cash out and it was instantly in my account that day. So Coinbase not having the, the issue of money not be, not letting you withdraw. I know like Voyager, is that what it's called? That one went down. Celsius bankrupt. You know, I don't think Coinbase is going to fall just yet. <laughs> I'm not saying it's safe. Who knows? All bets are off in the, these days with everything. I don't believe like nothing is a sure thing and nothing is out of out of the realm of possibility. And people are like, oh, I can't believe this happened. It's like, what? Everything, dude. Nothing's off the table these days. So who knows? But I just I'm pretty confident in Coinbase not dying. So uh, we'll see. And, and again, Kathy buying more. Bought a ton of Roku right before this recent dip. Roku is down 25% after missing on earnings. So let's see. Company posted losses of $0.82 cents a share. Revenues of $764 million. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Third quarter forecast, $200 million below expectations. And withdrawing its full year growth estimate. I mean, a lot of bad news, a lot of red flags there for Roku. And Kathy Wood aggressively buying that dip, and so she'll probably sell it again at a loss. So we'll see. Starting to see like there's a few stocks she's still very much holding on to and buying. Like Square's one that I, I I believe in that she owns in Shopify. And I think Tesla she's still big on. So those three, I don't have a ton of Shopify, but I'm a heavy in Square. She's been buying that and still believes in that. So that's good, I guess. Um but outside of that, uh, I don't know. I think Kathy's got full tilt. We better be careful here. Um, but yeah, that's broad market stuff. Let's get into some options shit. That's what's been fun, right? That's what's been cool. I did, I did a couple of things, did some trades, had a good week last week. This week didn't take as much because of FOMC. A lot of earnings this week. Didn't want to take a lot of stuff. So um, I'm still trying to nail, nail in some things here as far as like getting levels down and things like that. But I will say... The way I've been approaching it, and I hope if anyone's getting into options, go back like maybe five or six episodes, maybe even like start listening around April, go to like April episodes and onward and listen to those. And I will say like I compare stock options, like trading options to comedy all the time and that like there's so many parallels and and um, how you kind of have to be like a little bit of a sociopath, you have to be able to control your emotions, uh, discipline, consistency, all those things. And so I've realized like, you know, my comedy career in like 2014, 2015, I feel like I had a lot of like industry heat in LA and I kind of let it go just because I was being lazy. If I'm being honest, I got comfortable and off the gas. And now with options, I feel like I'm in that same point with this podcast and with that. I'm not letting off the gas this time. So I think it's, it'd be fun if you're listening to this and you're trying to get into that, like go back to the last few episodes because you'll kind of shortcut a few of the, the missteps. So just like in comedy, I feel like if I I always get envious of certain comics these days. I'm like, oh man, it'd be so nice to start now and be able to skip like five or 10 years of like making certain mistakes or like, oh, I know how to do this, this, this. And so I always tell folks like when you first start, like learn, open a new room, like start a new room, like start your own show at a coffee shop or at a bar because comics always want stage time and the big fish in your city will start to respect you if you just host a show, 
do it well, know your role, don't have a big ego, don't be a dick. Just always be ready to learn and willing to learn, and you can save yourself a lot of time. Same thing happened with those options. I feel like I've been able to like really avoid a handful of mistakes, especially with like paper trading, having people kind of like hammer in those things, people like Keanu, different mentors, uh, Rake Trades, Jake Ricci, things like that. Uh, people like that who have really hammered in really good principles as I'm starting and learning in this market, this choppy market, like, oh, just knocked my laptop. Uh, just like this week, like on the, on the morning discord this morning, uh, morning voice this morning, Keanu said a thing to me. He was like, hey, this is one of those days where like everyone feels like they can trade, where it's a good day. Everything's popping up. Everyone feels like they're red hot. Like, I feel like those are good days. Like, I take those, but also be aware of those days where, like, last week I felt really good because I went like four for four or five for five, something like that, knock on wood on trades. And last week was kind of choppy and a little bit rougher. This week was a lot more cleaner as far as calls going up, a lot more cleaner price action this week. And so, yes, good to have a good week this week, but really it's more like last week I was more happy about it, even though playing small time, making, you know, decent gains, nothing that I can, you know, nothing to write home about or retire on, obviously. But, finding the consistency in those tough moments. Uh, I kind of compare it to like with comedy doing well in like a hot room. Like if you go into a hot room where it's just easy, everyone's killing it. Like that's not impressive. What you want to do. I mean, of course you want to be able to kill in those situations. And of course you will, if you're a good comedian, but you don't, you're a good comic. You realize you're a good comic when you go into a really bad room or a really cold room and you watch a few people eat it. And you get up there and do your thing and you open up the room and make everyone laugh and you turn the whole show around. That's when you know you're a good comedian. Just like when I feel like with trading, when things are really choppy and everyone's kind of losing it and kind of losing faith in what they're kind of double, like questioning themselves. If you can be profitable through that, that's the equivalent of like killing in those cold rooms, you know, killing for comedians, if you will, and open mics. Uh, comics know what I'm talking about. Because there are certain rooms you can just crush, you know, certain days with trading where you just, hey, man, you make the, you just put in a call, it's going, you know. And this week was kind of like that. Today was like that a little bit. FOMC day was nuts on Wednesday. Um, but those days are like, I compare them to like uh, the Ice House main room in comedy. The main room at the Ice House in Pasadena, if you're familiar. I know every community in LA knows that room or comedy fans know that room. Dude, everyone kills in that room. Super easy room to crush in. Uh, so much so that for a while there were bookers around Los Angeles that weren't taking submissions from that room because they knew it was so hot. They'd be like, yeah, we don't want to watch that. Do give me a Hollywood improv main room, a comedy store, OR belly room set, you know, give me something from there where you're doing well. Like I don't care about the main room at the ice house. Everyone does well. It's a hot room, you know? So be aware of that. Like take those wins, obviously put the wins in the wind column when you need to, just like you need to a stand up. you know, put the wins in the wind column. But be aware of those days where you're like, all right, you know, I'm glad I did well, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here. So I'm glad I learned those lessons and learning lessons um, from different books I've been reading. Like I know uh, Jake Ricci, a.k.a. Rake Trades, recommended uh, The Mental Game of Trading. I've been reading that. And one thing that the, a big principle that I'm, I've been applying recently and something that he's talked about in his mentorship, he's doing a mastermind 3.0, I believe. Um, and again, I, I think I talked about it in previous weeks, like be willing to spend money on bigger mentorships or on classes if it's worth it or on premium discords. You know, once you know the, once you know the lingo and you feel comfortable with the material, don't be afraid to spend a few bucks investing in yourself, investing in your business. Cause if you want this to be your career, be something real, just like with stand up, you have to have a little bit of cash to put money in the car to get to the open mic, to buy a website, to be able to produce a podcast, buy equipment, all that kind of shit. You know, I mean, 
same thing here. Um, and then once you start making some money, deduct the hell out of everything and start being a little bit of a grifter like the rich people, right? That's the fun. That's what we can't wait for. Uh, but anyways, uh, back to my point about the mental game of trading, something I did a lot, like, you know, when you first start trading, do paper trading for sure. Do the fake trading, if you will, and, and learn the lessons of like how contracts move, buy all different ones in the money, at the money, out of the money, see how they move, see how you make money, see how you lose money, see how like swings work, see how like the theta decay works, see how like how much, you know, do all that stuff on paper. But once you find a couple of trades and you learn the system, start just playing with smaller money in your real account. Because you don't want to get too, you don't want to build too many habits on a paper trading account. Just from what I've noticed, because you don't want to, I, you'll, like that book says, mental game of trading, you'll always paper trade differently than your real trade. Always, always, always. The money's not real. Uh, you're always going to, even if it's a small amount of money, you're always going to treat the real money differently. For sure. 100%. You know, you could have $100,000 in a paper account in a trade. Who cares if it goes sideways? Reset the account. You get it right back. If you have $100 on a real trade, you lost a hundred bucks. I mean, no one wants to lose a hundred bucks. How much money you have? You don't just want to lose a hundred for no reason. So start once you've done enough paper trading and you've learned how to like buy and just sell contracts, essentially set limits, stop losses, all that stuff. Then just start real trading with like 50 bucks, hundred bucks. And you don't need that much money to do it. A few thousand dollars in your options account will work. Even a thousand because even 10%, you want to do 10%, you know, starting out. I've learned this from multiple people. Never do more than 10% of the contract. Never do more. Never put more than 10% of your account down on a single trade because you'll get emotional about it past that. And I agree a thousand percent. So with a thousand dollar account, hundred bucks, there's plenty of trades you can do. Now you might be limited to some, you know, might be able to, you know, you might not be able to buy Tesla earning or Tesla calls or puts on an earnings day or week. Yeah. You might be able to do that. Uh, but you can definitely buy like spy contracts, QQQ, Apple, AMD, Square, Amazon, Google, all these stocks are relatively affordable, even on options because of the splits recently. So you can totally trade on these mega caps on the option side. They got good price movement, plenty of volume, which is super important as we talk about. So do that. The only hang up to that 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 is that exists there is you can't deal, you can't uh, practice scaling in and scaling out. Which again, practice that on the fake account, on the on the paper account. R learn how like selling a couple on the way up or on the way down, however you played it learning how to take gains, take profits as you're scaling out, you see how important that can be. And it helps relieve stress. Cool, lock and profit, lock and profit. Now I'm not getting FOMO because I left some runners. You can't do that when you're playing with smaller money. You can't buy a ton of contracts and then cut two or three and still have five or six. So that's the only hang up with it. But just know that that's available for you. But if you're only trading one or two contracts, it does make you more disciplined, though, too. It does make you only take the quality setups because you can't scale down. You can't scale out right? Because you're not playing with that much money. So to start, it's actually not a bad idea, but just know that that level is there for you because I've done that a lot on the paper side and a little bit on the real account. And once I do with more money, it is exciting because you're like, Ooh, this will be a lot more fun when I can just let my runners go. And I'm not just so worried about locking in profit right now. Right? Because, and, and even still, you know, say you get a 30% gain on a hundred dollar trade, it's only 30 bucks, but still, if you make 50, hundred bucks a day, you're paying your rent day trading and the, and the, the, the cost, the cost outlay is nothing more than your time and the research you want to pay for access to. So you're not like spending a ton of money on like a, on a product or on some sort of inventory or there's no supply chain management holdup. It's literally just Wi-Fi in a coffee shop if you want uh, and deduct that, you know, I, I personally go to coffee shops almost every morning, to, at least to do my morning trading 
and then I'll go to the gym and switch things up for lunch, whatever. But have your system, have whatever you want to do. Um, if you're making a few bucks a day as a side hustle to start, not bad. And once you see those 30%, 50%, 100% gains, then you know once you're playing with bigger contracts, $500,000, $2,000 contracts, shit, not a $2,000 contract, 30%, what's what? I can't, I'm bad at math. <laughs> Wait, so that's 600 bucks, I think. Uh, I am bad at math. I know I, I was an accounting major and I was an accountant for PricewaterhouseCoopers. And, and people always say like, oh, well, you were bad at math. Why were you an accountant, dude? Because math, I say it all the time, it's easy. It's arithmetic. Accounting math is arithmetic. It's all law. It's numbers. That's the real trick to accounting. It's dry. It's boring, right? But if you enjoy it and you get some sort of interest in doing it, just like this, like options trading. The material is super dry, but if you find some excitement in learning it and you realize the opportunity of it, then it's a little more exciting to get through. I'm not going to lie. There are times where I'm like, I got to watch these trade review videos. I got to watch this. I need to learn this. And it is sometimes tough to get through the videos. I'm not going to lie myself, but you do it. You know, you're going to get through it. And, and they are, once you just like anything, like going to the gym, hate going halfway through at the end, you're like, wow, I'm really glad I did that. I feel better about myself. I feel better at what I'm doing. Feel better as a person, right? <laughs> so a lot of positives, um, and and keep your options account separate. I've also said this for a while. Keep your. I've had a, you know, and you can only do, you can start with a thousand dollars, maybe even less five hundred. I think my options account I funded with like eight grand, but it wasn't initially an options account. It was like a uh, a short term mess around account. I didn't want to mess with the main account, my main like brokerage, do my long term investing. I didn't want to like I wanted to buy more like risky tech stocks, stuff like Twitter and Datadog. Now, Twitter's not really like, I guess it's kind of risky, but lesser known stuff, you know, but like maybe more higher reward on the other end. So, but I don't want to mess with my main account doing that. So I opened a Webull account. Plus I randomly get free stocks for referrals. It was a way to like randomly get to kind of make, make my own uh, sponsorship for the podcast too for a while. So I just put links in episodes. People still will randomly subscribe through that and I'll get like a bullshit $5 stock. So I'm like, cool, that works out. So I did it for that reason, but now I'm just selling. As things come up, I'm selling off some of those stocks just to get more options capital. And then uh, I'll keep a few of the main stock. Like I have some Apple and NVIDIA stock in there that I'll just hold on to because it's worth it. But um, you don't need that much. You can do it with less. Um, and I will also start withdrawing from that account. Once it gets like north of 10,000, I'll just keep withdrawing. Always withdraw. That's something I've learned from bigger account managers, or not account managers, but bigger traders with bigger accounts. Um, just pulling money all the time because psychologically if you leave too much money in the options account like too much profit you'll start getting like kind of risky with it so like yeah whatever it's profit who cares and when you do that you more often than not give it right back this is where like the 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 market can be like a casino where you're making profit and you're like oh whatever i don't care i'll get a little more risky i'll just not play stick to my rules of trading and i'll just kind of give it right back to the house so don't do that withdraw daily weekly i've, I've heard that from other people so i'm setting mine at ten thousand. Once that account's over ten thousand, I'll just keep withdrawing every week whatever's over ten grand. Just reset every Monday at ten thousand dollars. So that's the plan for that. Let's see what else I wanted to talk about here real quick. Oh, the Bitcoin crypto comeback a little bit. Um, I made a post about uh, asking people if, like, <laughs> I said I'm going to sell my Ethereum once it gets to two thousand because uh, I do want some little more options cash. If I'm being honest, but at the same time, I just really would rather buy like two grand more of like google stock right now or like apple or maybe even square i'd rather just throw 2k a nice big chunk when we take the next leg down here if we get a little bit of a 
a pullback next week from this or going into you know the next few weeks i want to put like a nice two three k purchase at something so maybe i'll do that i'll i'll take a, a chunk of ethereum out and do that because i still think it'll come back like i'm not going to sell my bitcoin but you know i want to take off some off the table i did sell all my bullshit coins like i said for more bitcoin but i do want to get rid of some of the ethereum just because i'm like fuck it i could some of these tech stocks are a little too cheap to uh to ignore on the dip right now even like apple i was buying as low as like what 130 high 120s recently so i think i'd rather do that uh so we'll see it's coming back but i, I do think this what well, the reason i bring that up is i think this current little surge in crypto is kind of encouraging because i don't think it's retail that's doing it right i don't think it's retail people buying up coins like it was when we were hitting the top of the market and it was just pumping up extra that was retail pushing it further but now when we're seeing this pump, I think this is big money buying up the dip a little bit, right? I think this is like the Michael Saylors of the world buying up some stuff. Maybe even some other bigger companies. Who knows? But I think that's what's going on is big, big money buying stuff, not the small time. Because retail, one, doesn't have the money to do that right now. <laughs> it doesn't have the power, the buying power. And two, it's just not in the news cycle. Like it's not it's not surging. I don't really hear, hear people talking about crypto too much. I, I also kind of wanted to make that post. I said on Twitter and on my Facebook for all my, you know, my boomer friends. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? I said, oh, I'm selling all my Ethereum when it hits 2000. Convince me, convince me otherwise, otherwise nerds. And I basically said that just because I wanted to see who was still fighting for it. And I guess there are still a few, but I will say I judge like the kind of people that fight for it. But, um, <laughs> but I will say one of my friends who's big on crypto is one of my one of my smarter friends who I respect in a lot of ways. So uh, that's really a big reason why I've been holding on to a lot of stuff as far as crypto goes. But as we go forward, I don't know. We shall see if I hang on to it. Um, might just use that shit for options. But yeah, so it's about, what, two o'clock here. Might end this episode a little on the short end just because I want to get into power hour. I didn't take any trades today and I kind of want to just like lotto size. Hey, options talk for just taking a gamble, putting down a contract or putting down a trade where I'm okay with it going to $0. So I think I might look for a, a cheap, but worth it. Not just like a, you know, I'm not just looking for a penny stock kind of deal here. Like looking for a, a decent trade. That's not at a terrible price, a good risk reward, maybe to run on a power hour, see if we can make just a few, a uh, few extra bucks, maybe a little lunch money going into the weekend, you know, a little extra for the bar tab. I'm supposed to go to a concert tonight. Shit. I just realized that. Um, I have a haircut tomorrow, man, too much to do. It's like, I got to go to California on Wednesday and it's like, I'm already stressed out about it. I got to pack too much traveling for three. I haven't traveled for a month like that. I haven't had to get on a plane for a month and now I'm leaving for a month. So I was in the groove and I got to reset myself. All right. Got to reset, get into it. All right. I'm going to get out of here, look at some stuff, see if we can make some money in the power hour. But uh, that's it. Check the link for Keanu merch. Also for the discount and trying to get into the discord. I think that's all I'm going to plug for now. I'll think of more stuff later after I forget and we'll talk about it next week. I'm sure. Um, all right. That's it for now. We'll see you guys later. Bye.